You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Hello? Hello? Is this thing working? You have found the quest for 100. Can you hear me, Justin? And while, oh, oh I, I think, oh, wait, can you repeat that? <laughs> <laughs> no, you go. We, uh, you go. You, you go. Oh, oh okay, okay. Um, we, if you can't guess by our terrible jokes, are talking Zoom today on the quest for 100 and... Uh, I am your host, one of two, Justin, and I'm here with my partner in crime, as always, Brian. How you doing, Brian? Good. How are you? I am doing just fine. We're, we're not together had... again, though. You know. I know. We're not. To- yes. We're not here together. We are, I guess, in the ether, the whatever term you want to use for the <laughs> nethersphere, together. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's 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 weirdly becoming more and more normal. You know, it was, it's still weird, uh, for sure. But, like, the more we have these calls and, and all these, you know, video calls and everything else, like, I feel like I'm getting used to this lifestyle that it just is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's easy. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. But, I mean, in terms of relevant topics, this one is spot on you know for what everybody's going through with a lot of people are going through and uh you know the we'll we'll get into the the history and stats but um before we get into any of that stuff brian like what what have you been up to what have you been what's been keeping you sane in in corona times you know what i realized we completely skipped over this part last time so it's actually we did. we've been two weeks since we kind of updated people on what we've been doing. Yeah, I finally, after I think three weeks of being all by myself and and in complete and utter self quarantine, other than some grocery store runs and and sure. you know not interacting with people as much as you possibly can, I finally went to a neighbor's house and at least like hung out with them outside and you sure. know, talked for a little while and. Yeah, that was like my first actual social interaction with a <laughs> physical human being in you know three weeks. So uh, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, that that's kind of my big update for the week. <laughs> that's my big moment. Yep, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean we've been pretty similar. Uh, we had two two of those types of outings where a, a friend we it was it's been nice out here in Seattle as you know, but. Um, you know, they, we had some, something we wanted to hand off to a friend. And so they came over and met in our backyard and we, you know, caught up for like 30 minutes and then they went on their way. We made sure we were distanced at, you know, six feet apart and whatnot, but it was good to just see, you know, human faces that are not on a video screen. Did you clean down whatever you were handing off? Oh yeah, for sure. We, you know, the Clorox wipe and then, you know, we had a, we had a big table in between us and outside and, and we had some, uh, what's that, uh, hand sanitizer that was available as well to, uh, minimize the discomfort that one might have. We did that. And then two other updates in the last two weeks. One, uh, I got a haircut 
Oh. From from uh, Alyssa, my wife. Yeah. Uh, it's been a, it's been some years since she cut my hair. I think you know maybe the first year moving out to Seattle, like seven or so years ago, was the last time she did it. But uh, I'm trying a new style. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm going with short on the. I'm letting my hair up top grow long. Okay. And keeping the sides short. Okay. So it's definitely like a more modern style. And I'm, it's weird. It's get, I'm getting used to it. But I've been thinking about trying it for probably a year or so now, and I'm never bold enough to actually make the move. And So now, now that I'm you like, don't well, have to interact with anyone, you, you decided yeah. to at least try it? Yeah, honestly. And it's, I, you know, I've been mostly satisfied. I've noticed that like every other day, I feel like it's, uh, it's just a hot mess. And, but when I like take the time to, to take care of it it's actually I, I like the look of it yeah but yeah and then the last update was um without my approval Alyssa uh was on her spring break last week and not that i needed to prove this but we didn't sign off on this together we are fostering a puppy oh right and uh, so that has been an adventure to say the least i'm like averaging six plus meetings pretty much every day and to balance that with a barking puppy and you know a puppy that needs to go outside every two hours and uh, it's just been interesting yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's getting better he's a very cute dog he's gonna go to a, new, a good home soon and we're kind of just the middlemen for it but um but yeah that's been uh an interesting last you know week of my life <laughs> all right well uh let's get into some uh zoom news you're a newsman i ever tell you otherwise punch me in the face what do you got for us today justin well my news talking zoom today was actually that there's some some funny stuff going on 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 uh zoom and funny in a good way. So an animal sanctuary in the Silicon Valley called Sweet Farm is actually letting people pay to get llamas, goats, and other farm animals to tune into their Zoom video calls. Huh. Yeah. And so uh, they're doing this for about uh, around a, under $100. And since launching the service called Goat to Meeting, <laughs> kind of like go to meeting, like yeah. goat yeah. meeting. Yeah. Uh, last month, Sweet Farm has fielded more than 300 requests for animal cameos and virtual field trips in work happy in work happy hours and corporate meetings. Sweet Farm co-founder Anna Sweet uh, told Business Insider that the money made from these meetings would help the farm recover some of the um, revenue that's lost because of the lockdown. And so people can pay anywhere from $65 to $250 for various interactions with the animals, which include the goats, sheep, pigs, cows, turkeys, and llamas, uh, which are by far the most popular choice. For 65 bucks, you get 20 minutes of a virtual tour of the farm for up to six participants. And they have different variations. You can have bigger calls for more money. And then those interested in booking a goat to meeting can do so by filling out a form on Sweet Farms website. So I thought that was kind of 
fun fun way of uh just making the most out of the uh current situation yeah i think i'll pass yeah i don't think i don't think i need it either i but but they showed like these video calls of when i was reading the article of just like everybody in a call and then you just go a goat staring at the video <laughs> it's like what <laughs> that was how are people paying money for this but I think it's most, I would say mostly a gag and maybe you're supporting the local farm, which is good, but maybe some people are really into including a, a, a llama for their meetings. Yeah. I saw, I did see a, uh, I think all the, the dog mascots or a bunch of dog mascots from around college sports got onto a zoom meeting together. Oh, really? And I feel like that, okay. I could, I could buy in and maybe would watch that for a little bit, kind of like a puppy yeah. bowl type of thing, but like sure. to actually have a a goat, uh, maybe it's a gag that you just have a goat pop up in your meeting. I, I don't know. That'd, <laughs> that'd be a little stretch for me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Well, my news comes from uh, Saturday Night Live, as we've talked about before. And, and I don't know if you watched this over the weekend, Justin, but uh, Saturday Night Live did an at-home edition featuring Tom Hanks as the host and all of the comedians in their homes. Did you watch that, Justin? So no, but I heard about it. And I, I, I mean, I want to hear more about it from you, but I am really excited to watch this. It just feels like a, a unique moment in history with this, uh, with SNL. Yeah, it, it was pretty interesting. They even customized the intro video for a more home feel. So instead of New York City, it was a lot of, features you know and and aspects of home and and even all the band members were playing their instruments at home obviously i don't think that the audio was coming through from them and you know they had their normal taped audio but you know it was it was a pretty interesting you know bunch of uh sketches and and they obviously played easily into a lot of the zoom calls and and made fun of zoom calls and and some of the practical things but then also Mm -hmm. you know kind of spun off and and did some things that tried to push the boundaries for what you saw but it actually had the second highest ratings of the season behind the eddie murphy return to snl in december that's that's crazy yeah so it it had a 1.46 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic and uh that totals about 6.7 million viewers and huh. and this is about a 17% increase and a 12% overall increase over the the season 45 averages. So the Eddie Murphy yeah. episode saw a 2.5 rating and a, and 10 million viewers. And just to give a little bit of perspective here, the Adam Sandler episode from last season uh, in 2019, the um, that had a 1.61 rating and 6.8 million viewers. So, you know, just roughly, just barely underneath the the ratings that the yeah. Adam Sandler episode got. So, I thought that was really interesting. Some really yeah. pretty, uh, you know, I, I guess SNL is kind of hit or miss nowadays, and and we've talked about that sure. before. And and there were some pretty good um, bits and moments in there. So you're gonna have to go check that out, Justin. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited for it, and and I would say, you know, I'm curious too. I mean, we talked maybe at, at times about this, but 
people are cutting the cord more and more. And I don't know how, you know, people being at home has affected that. But I, I know there's a lot of people that are like me that, you know, are waiting for the next day or we're waiting for the next day to watch, you know, SNL and uh, to get it on Hulu, for instance. Um, and so, you know, some of those numbers, while traditional media is kind of guiding that always, I think there's going to be some heavy usage and watching of that um, episode. I've, I've been waiting for the right moment for, for Alyssa and I to watch it because I, I'm actually excited for it. Even if, even if the things don't, the jokes don't land and all that, like I just, again, there's moments like this that just feel almost like uh, a, a historic moment that people will, you know, 20 years from now, look back and say, yeah. And you know, this thing happened and this, you know, look how SNL changed for it and like yeah. that type of thing. But yeah. I mean, I'm excited to kind of tune in on it. Yeah. Well, before we get too far into the Zoom and video conferencing, why don't we unbury the lead and, and just let the viewers or listeners know where we stand and come from from this topic. So, you know, I am somebody who has always fairly regularly used video conferencing just with my profession being video and everything. You know, I can't remember exactly when uh, I first started using it um, on a regular basis for work. But, you know, now in this day and age, I feel like I'm on Zoom calls or or conference calls or, or uh, you know, Microsoft Teams calls almost all mm-hmm. day now. You yep. know, I, I, I think you said you average about six. I probably am somewhere in, in that range, you know, and, and now using it for the profession too, in, in terms of gathering content through, um, you know, those various video conferencing platforms. So it's kind of really shaped how I'm working now because of mm-hmm. the, the limitations for physically being at places to capture video content. I'm, I'm having to, you know, rely on some of these, these programs. And it is kind of interesting because from a consumption in a, in a, consumer platform it's almost like an understanding that hey we're okay with it being lower quality and and having you know these you know pixelations and and Mm -hmm. maybe the audio is not completely synced up with somebody's mouth because of you know the internet connectivity or whatever it might be and and people are accepting of that now and it's almost kind of the norm so that Mm -hmm. high quality aspect isn't as as much there as it you know maybe was even three months ago yeah yeah it's um you know i for for me i think you know i i've used it probably less than you do on a day-to-day um in my you know in doing marketing but uh i probably you know will use it for the occasional interview you know once or twice a year when we're interviewing someone or you know, occasionally there'll be a video call with someone who is just working from home um, just to get that face-to-face time. But I, I'm really not using it too much. But then, you know, like most other people are shifted to have, you know, the workplace be all almost all video calls. And I, I as you were talking through that, it got me thinking about, you know, I just feel like I have so many meetings every day. And what I don't, you know, I haven't thought about it until now is that 
you know, in, in the workplace, there's a lot of moments when you might pop over to someone's desk and, you know, either have them show you something or you show them something on their screen or um, you talk through something real quick and those are happening more regularly and they're just being scheduled. And, uh, and so it's just kind of a different feel to it, to our work days. My, my days feel like I'm just constantly in, in video chats and, and I, I kind of balance between a couple different platforms, you know, between teams and zoom and as the main business ones, but, but then also kind of to speak to this, we're focusing on zoom today, but, but just in video conferencing in general, you know, it can be used beyond the workplace. And so that's where I typically will use video calls more often. Like I don't own Apple products, but uh, we might do FaceTime with some family or Facebook oh, messenger. FaceTime. Video. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, okay. And, you know, I, I, and I, you know, that's only out of necessity, Brian, not because mm-hmm. I choose to uh, do it. Yep. Because it's a, uh, a superior product. No, I no, that's definitely not true. But yeah, no, I, I so we use a lot. We started using Hangouts recently. Um, that I know we've done uh, one or two Hangouts before. So, like, there's there's all these apps now, and mo, you know, I feel like before I was using them for for personal use, and now my professional use is way outweighing it. Though the personal use is still there. Yeah, I think I think you were using it more personally than I was prior to this, and then sure, yeah, and and it kind of increased more for my personal use and my professional use, and and I was maybe using it more professionally than you were. So yeah, yeah. So well, why don't we uh, get into some dropping some knowledge? As we normally do, I'm the history guy, and Justin is the stats guy. So. We'll always jump into history first. So the uh, video conferencing really started to develop in the late 19th century. Uh, early demonstrations were installed at booths in post offices and uh, shown at various world expositions or world's fairs. As we've talked about you know, numerous times, these things always come up to world's fairs. And you may think, oh, like this is way early for video conferencing, but at that point it was really like pictures and and one photo per every couple minutes or or um, every you know 10 seconds or whatever it might be so they were just starting that idea of video conferencing at that time it wasn't you know the full-blown oh yeah i can see a video or tv because obviously tvs weren't even invented at that point but in the 1920s the at&t company with Bell Labs and uh, John Logie Baird uh, started to experiment with these video phones. Uh, and then in 1930s, the video conferencing experiments, they took a lot of them took place in Germany. And so the technology really at that time was, uh, you know, over the phone lines, these images and, and still photos were sent through the phone line. Uh, in sure. the 1950s and the 1960s, a, a topic that we've already talked about was NASA used two-way radio frequency uh, video links to video conference on all of their first manned space flights. So they, it wasn't necessarily a, you know, a conferencing a one-to-one. They were kind of using almost two separate video streams at the time to talk back and forth rather than having kind of a link in between people. Um, it was just kind of 
one video was sending one way and one video was sending another and they just happened sure. to like sync up. So yeah. it was kind of a little bit of a workaround. AT&T began using video conferencing for its picture phone service in the 1970s. And then really video compression and video uh, codecs started to assist the development and the widespread use of, of video conferencing really began with the computer rev- computer revolution in the 1980s. In the 1990s, webcams became began to appear on university campuses. And mm. in, in 1992, CU, as in uh, the letter C U dash C S E E me, the video conferencing software was developed by the Cornell University IT department. And this was really the first video conferencing program um, that was released, you know, both commercially and publicly. Sure. In August 1994, the first commercial webcam uh, was called the Quick Cam, and it was compatible with the Mac. And interestingly enough, Time Magazine actually named the Quick Cam one of the top computer devices of all time in a publication that they did in 2010. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly been a ton of advancements since then, but but to say that that is like one of the top ones is insane. That's that's huge. Yeah. CUC Me, uh, the video conferencing, was officially released commercially in 1995. Um, after a couple years of development through, you know, Cornell. And then, you know, we saw other, um, you know, programs come about in in the late 90s. But then in 2003, um, Skype came along and Skype was really one of the first to become a popular, uh, you know, video conferencing platform. And this was because it was a cross-platform service. So you could do it both on Mac and PCs. Uh, up until that point, you know, a lot of them were just specifically um, you had to communicate with Macs or you had to communicate with PCs. Sure. Skype was actually acquired by eBay a few years later. And um, and then in uh, um, 2000, it was sold to some investors, but then eventually it was acquired by Microsoft in 2011. Also in 2011, we had um, the the uh, introduction of the topic that we have of Zoom Video Communication Incorporated. This company was actually founded by Eric Wynn, and Ewan uh, was was a former corporate vice president of engineering at Cisco Systems. And Cisco is, is the founder of WebEx. I'm not sure if you're familiar with WebEx, but definitely yeah. utilize WebEx a lot with business. Um, and a lot of companies, uh, you know, rely on them f- for their video conferencing. Yep. So he was actually inspired when he was a student in China and he had a 10 hour train ride to see his girlfriend and he was looking for an easier way to communicate with her at the time. Um, and so eventually, you know, after his time with Cisco, he, he came out with uh, Zoom. So in January 2013, the service launched and when it launched you could have up to 25 participants on the call and then in august of 2015 they announced an integration with slack 
and then later in in 2015 they upped their uh, number of participants that could be on the call at uh, to 100 one of the interesting things i found was that uh in september of 2017 zoom hosted zoomtopia which was its first user conference and really what they were doing at this was releasing a lot of their new updates and and um you know uh integrations that they had been working on over the past years but you know i i don't know if i would attend zoomtopia or yeah. had ever heard of zoomtopia in this reference right. but you know apparently that started in 2017 and then uh interestingly enough the on april 18th 2019 so almost a year ago the company actually went public and when they went public they they were um sold for 36 dollars a share i can't mm-hmm. imagine i i i guess i before the end of this i'll probably have to look up how, what they're actually trading at right now oh i can tell you oh great i can tell you in my stats great so yeah and then that leads us to kind of this era and i'm sure you have a bunch of of stats on you know the number of downloads and users since um you know this uh you know quarantine and and stay at home orders around the country have started but uh you know it it is a booming industry right now and and one of the uh, major uh, players in the video conferencing world right now yeah no it's it's Kind of, you know, I was kind of letting you go there, but I, I definitely was in shock with, I, I, I guess I never really put together how early on some of these video calls, quote unquote, were being had, and and to allow video to kind of pass through the phone, and even just an image to pass through the phone is really cool. I, um, you know, we, I don't, you know, we haven't talked about the telephone in general, but that might be an interesting topic at some point to just like dig into the advancements of that. And now, you know, we're, we're able to video conference through our phones so easily, but yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy too. And you mentioned in kind of the later history with Skype being, you know, a part of this. And it's crazy to me how like little I hear about Skype during this time, you know, you hear about zoom, you hear about teams, you hear about these new products or FaceTime or, or whatever, the traditional ones. But I, I don't know about you, but I have, feel like I haven't heard much about Skype during well, this time. Well, Microsoft, Microsoft is essentially trying to kill Skype. Okay. So, so they're turning that, Teams. Teams is basically Skype. Okay. That makes a lot of sense yeah. because I was just like, usually like, I mean, if Skype is not bubbling up during this period, then they're never going to bubble up. Yeah. So that that makes a lot. Yeah, they're basically of they're they're basically done with it. They haven't made any major updates, and they're putting all of their updates into to Teams, from my and understanding. So, yeah, okay. I I have done a few Skype calls, and and it's almost tough because people are at the point where they don't want to create user passwords, and and they just want to link and all of that type of stuff. Yeah. And Skype requires you to do that, and and you know having used it for business before i have skype names and all that kind of stuff and and people nowadays just don't have those so um it is kind of interesting to to see that that it's it's just a link quick link and and get in and you know some of the the issues that zoom is having is because they made it so simple that you'd have these zoom bombings and people would get the links and and or 
just kind of enter characters in and see where they showed up and all that kind of stuff. But can, can I go back in the day? Cause you're talking about how early some of this stuff sure. showed up. Yeah, for sure. 1.21 So it, my timing on this maybe is a little bit foggy, but I believe when I was in first grade, we did a okay. a video conferencing with a school from Australia, and I oh. I, I vaguely remember. Uh, so it had to be like this nineteen ninety two ninety three time period. I mean, I guess I would have been yeah, that would have been right when I was in first grade. Um, sure. And uh, I remember sitting in the computer lab and my first grade teacher, Mrs. Uh, Rennebaum Franz, she, <laughs> we were all sitting in, in the computer lab and we could see the, the kids from Australia. And, you know, it was a, a bit laggy and, you know, we had to talk and then wait a little while and, and, and then they would respond and, and wait, um, you know, and, and it would kind of be this delay, but, some of the images that I saw for this CUC me, you know, program really reminded me of what what we were doing there. So I'm huh. I'm gonna have to investigate to see if if that was actually the program that we used. Yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. I I mean, you have a couple years on me. I don't remember ever doing anything like that though. So that's really a cool initiative that a school would have, like you know, contact with another school in another country via video. It's probably crazy how I, I, I'm just speculating here, but just because my memory is not great, but how terrible the video quality probably was back then versus like, you know, today it's fuzzy. It's not great, but like, it's pretty clear considering. Well, you but, know, I think the difference though is it, it wasn't that it was horrible quality it was just that instead of somewhere close to, you know, 25 to 29 frames per second, you were updating at closer to like a, you know, nine or 10 frames per second, if that Got makes it. sense. So like yeah. maybe even less than that. So it was almost like a GIF that you were seeing as opposed to really poor quality and pixelated. Um, that's sure. really where the the we were seeing a you know a fairly good picture quality. I mean, it wasn't great I, at that time. Nothing was all that great when you think about HD and all that stuff that wasn't even a thing yet. But that it was you know almost static images that you kind of saw, and it was like just like a GIF. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, now I kind of want to go back and look at some of those old platforms and kind of what the experience was like. But yeah, that's cool, though. Well, I'll, I'll jump into some stats here. And, you know, you, you talked about how, you know, what they they started at when they had their original um, IPO. And, and, you know, right now, I mean, this... I, I kind of put this down as partly a joke, but also there's some serious to it. I kind of feel like Zoom is kind of like the gold of Corona times, you know, like when, when things are going rough and there's no, you can't have face to face, then Zoom is the perfect product to kind of invest in, in the stock market. 
And my guess is that once people go back to work and do all of that, that shares will start to fall again. Um, but uh, for com- for kind of looking at the analysis, so on January 1st, the stock was selling at $70 a share. And today the stock is trading at $140 a share. Wow. So it, it's doubled in that short period of time. And, and in that same time, for just a small uh, comparison or large comparison, however you look at it, the NASDAQ composite is down 6%. So, you know, most of the market is down, and it's seen a little bit of a jump in the last week or so with, with some of the general stocks. But but for the most part, the mark, the economy, the market is down. Yet products like Zoom and Amazon, and like the products that thrive in moments like this are actually getting a lot of love. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Their their net revenue in 2018 was negative 4.1 million, and uh, for 2019 it was 21.7. And as we look at some of the usage that I'm going to get into, I mean, there's no doubt that this will, like, it's got to double <laughs> in in total revenue just because of all the new users. As of March 30th, so the end of March 2020, they had a $40.5 billion valuation. And, you know, from a company that when they first had their IPO, I think they were valued at $16 billion. So they've gone significantly up uh, even just this year. Yeah. So you mentioned usage too. So Zoom uh, usage increased 67% between January and middle of March 2020 during all this COVID-19 stuff. Uh, and March 30th, 2020 saw 4.84 daily mobile users, million daily mobile users during the coronavirus versus 1.56 million users of Microsoft Teams. And that that 4.84 is a 151% increase year over year. So obviously the usage is up. And I thought it was interesting too to compare to Teams. I always hear them kind of compared uh, because you're they are the you know more business centric video conferencing platforms. And Zoom is just dominating compared to Teams. You know it's it's three times three times plus what the usage is. So Zoom was seeing 200 million daily meeting participants compared to 10 million in December of 2019. So that's up significantly. And daily downloads are uh, 56,000 in January to 1.7 million in February and then 2.3 million in March. So it's just like... In, it's crazy how much you know Zoom has been benefiting from all of this, and and when you when you look at all of this stuff, and there's there are there's the immediacy and how and it, I think a lot of people are very curious with a platform like this and or a product like this and how it does transition. I, I foresee it dropping a little bit, but I do think that there's a residual that will happen where people are more likely to work from home moving forward yep. and companies like zoom and teams or, or, you know, teams being a Microsoft product will have more success because of this time as, as you know, rough as this time has been for most companies. 
But I did want uh, one one or two like interesting notes that I saw. So Zoom and Course did a study um, earlier, you know, maybe a couple, couple weeks ago on how video meetings are actually helping reduce environmental impact. And we talked a little bit, I think it was a NASA episode where, you know, there's images of uh, China you know, this was early stages of, of all of this, but images of, of China when they were on, in lockdown of how the, you know, pollution and, and the effect on the environment is just night and day. You can actually see things. People are talking all over the world about how they can, you know, see mountains that they couldn't see and all this other stuff. So Zoom and Chorus did a study on how video marketing is helping reduce environmental impact. And, they, they compared a work trip from New York to San Francisco to a video call, and the numbers are honestly pretty astounding. Now, this is a long trip uh, coast to coast, but in general, the uh, CO2 emissions are about 15,500 pounds for a trip you know, coast to coast compared to nine pounds of commuting to work to take that video call on a typical day. Now, obviously, we're not even commuting to work, so that's even reduced more so. Uh, and there were some interesting, like, you know, from taking an Uber to going out to a restaurant to all of these other elements when you're on a business trip and reducing that to, you know, having a call with someone. You know, there's a lot of companies that are located all over the world or country and to be able to just video chat with them instead of having it in person is is really saving the environment. And I think the number that jumped out to me that was just crazy is it takes 32 trees to offset the CO2 from one in-person meeting that, you know, that New York to San Francisco trip compared to one tree for two months of video chats. <laughs> so I... I I am someone we I don't travel too much for work. Uh, I occasionally will go to a conference. I, I enjoy what conferences provide and, and value and all that. But I'm going to be thinking about this moving forward of just the impact that a travel to a far destination, like if it can be accomplished. Now conferences don't often do that, but but I'm going to be thinking, okay, if I travel to New York from Seattle, I'm in essence killing 32 trees or need 32 trees to help offset that. And that's kind of crazy to think about uh, the the impact that one of these trips could have. And the last stat that I had kind of related to all this is they did a study last year before all this happened, but they said that Zoom users average 24% less travel and the average business trip cost $1,400 and employees lose about seven hours of productivity each one of these trips. So they, what this came from zoom and a study that they did of their users, but, um, and non-users, but basically what they were able to find is that people who use you zoom are more likely or less likely to travel, therefore saving companies money and, uh, saving their bottom line. So I thought that was kind of cool. Wow. All right. Well, should we uh, jump into some friendship tests? Let's do it. Can we just become best friends? Yep. 
So, Justin, I guess the the first question I have, even before we get into the real friendship test, did you know what Zoom was before this? Had you ever used it before this time period? Yes, I have. And there, again, very rarely do I use it. Um, It was more uh, maybe on a business call that was a prospective uh, or or maybe like a walkthrough of with an agency or something like that. But it's, it's been pretty, you know, again, similar to what I said earlier, pretty few and far between, but, but it's kind of the wild West originally, or not originally, but months ago, it felt like a wild, wild West of video calls. Yeah. And it still kind of is, but it definitely felt like you don't know what you're going to get. Somebody might be like, all right, we're going to do Skype. We're going to do this. We're going to do zoom. We're going to do WebEx. We're going to do whatever. And now that does feel like there's dominators within it, but I, I've I have heard of Zoom. Did how, how about you? Yeah, I'd used it before, but like you were saying, it was kind of the wild, wild west before before this time period. And and again, there are still some you know Zoom and Teams and Google and a couple others that uh, you know kind of c- come in there. But I vividly remember my boss is maybe I don't know a year ago. He he came in and he was like. I had I th- maybe he tweeted it. He had he had uh, six different video conferencing calls for the day, and they were all on six different platforms, wow. which meant he had to download all of those different platforms <laughs> and and or you know create usernames or whatever it might have been. Yeah. But it, it really was a wild wild west before this. So it, it's kind of interesting yeah. how this is all shake shaken out. Um, you know, in the popularity of Zoom in this time period but getting into our real friendship test questions if, if you had to pick between you know your just traditional phone call and your video call which do you prefer yeah it, it definitely depends but you know for instance i have a phone call with my mom usually around like once a week and my mom hates video so like I'm never going to have a video call every once in a while I'll force her to just so I can see her face but like she it's always going to be phone calls but but in general like if I have a choice to have conversations with people I more often than not you know would prefer the video call you know I usually don't look like a hot mess when I'm on a video call and it it uh you know it encourages me to <laughs> take care of myself a little bit more especially in quarantine so I, I actually like the video calls a little bit more. It feels more personable. What about you? Yeah, you know, I don't think I would have said this and before this time period. I honestly would have probably told you that I thought video calls were a little dumb. Now, the one one benefit I will give it is that video calls, you can't get a lot more people on than you can get on a phone call, you know, like a, a FaceTime sure. I think you have up to 17 people zoom i mean it's almost unlimited and and you can't do that with a traditional phone call so there's benefits yeah. in that way um you can do that through a conference calling line but not just like if i were to say hey i want to call justin up and try to three-way call all these people in i think there's a limit to that number or at least it's very difficult to do that whereas you know doing it through video i i will i i think it's now something that i would prefer prefer over a, a traditional phone call but that i mean i will still take phone calls and and, and yeah. fine with phone calls 
you know, I think just uh, it's becoming more of an okay thing for me to do. It used to be like, oh man, that person is walking down the path on this trail, you know, video conferencing with this person. So they're now having to hold up their phone in the, the, you know, so that the person can see their face while they walk. Like that just seems kind of silly. But now it kind of makes a little bit more sense. So yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of in the middle and, and, and could go either way. I, yeah, I mean, it's a great point that you make, though, or great thought that you have. I, I'm curious, you know, moving forward again, if people are going to be much more comfortable with just having a video call. And, you know, it could even be a one-to-one, you know, I'm going to call this person up while I'm walking to my car or something, you know, and obviously not while you're driving, but but to be able to just connect with someone that that way will feel more natural after this time period than it ever has been. Yep. Um, so I'm curious to see how that goes, but what's your, what's your favorite app? You know, we talked about a bunch of them now, but um, do you have a favorite? I mean, the, I, I love, and I've done FaceTime before uh, with people and I enjoy FaceTime because it's so easy on the iPhone. It's easy on the iPad. It's easy on, like, it's to all of my different devices. And so, you know, if I'm at my laptop and somebody wants to FaceTime, I can do it. If it's, if I'm on my phone, you know, and I didn't have to download anything for it. Um, It's all through, you know, phone numbers and everything. So it, it is pretty nice. I will say I, when you get over, you know, five or six people, it, it becomes a little bit much especially when you know you're on just a phone i I think regardless of what what application you're going to use if you're on your phone it's going to be kind of a struggle when you get a ton of people in there but when you talk about a bunch of people you know and and maybe 20 people on the call and you're looking at zoom it is so easy and and so nice to be able to you have options to see everybody or you can you know, do the speaker view, um, all of that type of stuff. And, and you just have the options with Zoom that you don't really have with many of the other, you know, products. So it, it's kind of like for personal use, I, I love FaceTime. For business, I would say Zoom is probably my my choice. Yeah, I, uh, I, I it's a, actually a tough question. And I feel like my opinion has changed over time i i'll I'll kind of speak to a couple of these so i really like teams i think that there's some easy obviously the connection into outlook which is something we use at work and to be able to you know send a message to someone quickly and be able to to kind of connect to to them and then have the video element but there are some very key missing features that zoom is just superior with and that's you know the visuals of more than you know four people four or five people yeah um is significantly better you know we'll get into this but just the ability to change your background to something better than what you have um is is just a better feature that zoom has and and the functionality to have larger calls is just not the team can't do it it's just better fit for that now that, that that so I would say right now you've given all of that Zoom is the superior conferencing product. I still have some you know older affinity to 
to actually my my go to uh, for like social chatting has been always been Facebook Messenger, and huh. it's not yeah it's not a well known thing. But I use Messenger with like very often with a bunch of my friends from back home and and whatnot and and family is on on Facebook and uses Messenger and so it's very easy. You can just within a message just hit the video button and start a video call and it's like it's really it works well. It's only up to I think eight or ten people, so it, it does limit it a little bit. It's not for conferencing or any of that. But I've always really I think when people always give me the uh, Oh, FaceTime's the best thing. I'm like, I can do the same exact thing with Messenger, and and it's not restrictive of your device. It just means you just need a Facebook account, which 98% of people I feel like have. So I'll have to yeah, try so it. I, I, yeah, I actually use that, and then I I found it to be pretty pretty satisfactory. It's not like again, it doesn't have all the features that a conferencing device would. But if I'm connecting with friends, I I probably prefer that. Yeah. Now you you mentioned uh, well I think I think you actually mentioned the wrong name earlier but House Party was yeah. was another one that that we've used before you know that you're able to play some games on and, and all that kind of stuff so yep. that that that's a fun one you know yep. you you have Google Hangouts um, or I, I don't actually know what their their uh, title is now one of the under like. One of the things that that I love about Zoom for a conferencing that is a little known feature is the holding of the space bar to unmute yourself. Oh. And and like whenever I try to go back and forth and I will be sitting there and try to unmute myself on Teams in a, you know, a Teams conference call and I try to hit the yeah. space bar and it won't work and I'm like, "Oh, crap." I'm on the wrong one, but it, it is such a, and I don't know that Microsoft teams offers a quick key like that to unmute yourself. But the fact that zoom offers that I have been able to do so much stuff in a second window while muted. And then all you do is you hold space bar and it recognizes if you're holding space bar for a while, that it's going to unmute you, even though the application is, you know, a secondary application at the time. So that's a, huh. a little known, you know, pro tip for yeah. for you Zoom users. Yeah, I I never knew that. I'm gonna have to try it out uh, for for my future Zoom calls. Yeah, that's that's a pretty cool little feature. It is. It's it's pretty clutch because you know then you don't have to click back to the window and unmute yourself and all that kind of stuff. So, what view do you prefer uh, in terms of you know like the the speaker view? where it kind of jumps around and you're seeing one person and, and it's automated to whoever talked last and, and whatever, or do you like the gallery view, you know, as they call it on zoom? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I would probably say, uh, the gallery is probably the best. I just, you know, there's something to say about if you're in a big call and you know, most of the people in it to be able to see everybody and I, the speaker piece, I mean, there's going to be people that, you know, just don't talk during a big call. And there's some, there's, uh, there's a, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but there's a, a nice nicety to having everybody there and, and mostly everybody having their video on and feeling like it's as close to a normal big meeting as you can get. And because when it, it just does that 
zoom in thing, it just feels, I don't know, like people are popping out of nowhere and you didn't know that person was there. And it's just like a little, it's a little odd, but I did want to uh, bring this up because I, I, th I thought it was relevant to this question. I don't know if you have TikTok or you follow uh, or watch TikTok videos, but have you seen any of like the pranks going on with, uh, with zoom meetings? No. I, so, I, I, during this quarantine, so prior to the quarantine period, I was kind of staying up on what was going on on TikTok. And then since quarantine, I have just not even decided, I've decided I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole while I'm oh. sitting here by myself. I mean, it's probably smart because it can totally eat up your time. But, um, but I, I found some videos. Uh, there's this one account uh, that has been doing like a new video at least like once a week and he, he will coordinate with an entire class who you know there's online learning for colleges and all schools right now right and a lot of them are using zoom because you can see everybody and so what he's doing is he's coordinating something without the teacher knowing to do some like prank or bit to like while is having so one of the things he did was they passed a pencil around so it was almost like brady bunch style oh, cool. but like they moved the pencil around and they threw it around and passed it around and the the teacher's reactions are just gold because it's a a nicer older lady and she's like what's what's going on wait what how is that and it's just like reacting to it and he's he's done one with like there's dances there's some memes that he's done and he gets the whole class involved and it's just really really funny and very relevant hmm. um right now so if i find them i'll send you some links just yeah. so you can kind of check them out yeah but, that's cool um but they uh i thought that was that was kind of funny but yeah i i definitely prefer that all view i, I just i think it's a better experience do you have a preference yeah yourself? same uh, i'll say the same you know that is I do like Zoom for that and you know teams only seeing four people I think just is is not good when you're talking about a, a big um, conference call or anything like that because you just don't know if anybody's there you know part of the first meet you know part first part of the meeting is always like is so and so here is, are they yeah. here are they here and it's like okay that just cuz you can't see everybody you know I will say you can I uh there's up to 17 people on FaceTime and not that you can see everyone, but that's a secondary, like that's, that comes in second for the, me because I think they show like four or five people and the person who talk is talking kind of grows as they're talking and, sure, yeah. and then they shrink, you know, as other people start to talk. So it's kind of a little bit more of a fluid thing than, than you know just the static four people and you pop in and you pop out so i i do like facetime in that way yeah it funny funny um you make it a comment that made me think back to when i used to use skype more often and i used to get so frustrated with skype because i would always forget my username and all that other stuff but but when we had the xbox um i guess it was the xbox 360 and we would have Skype calls with family back home and they would have the Xbox too. But if you had the connect with the camera, mm. what it would do is it would follow you and then zoom in when you started talking. And it was both amazing and also really creepy. Yeah. And, uh, and I always thought that was odd to kind of like do that kind of flip flopping, um, that they did, but 
but it was it was interesting when they did it. Yeah. All right, real quick on this one, uh, so we can get to the last one. But virtual bra- backgrounds, are, are you a fan? Do you uh, use them? I am fifty fifty. Yeah. Uh, I if I had the option to do it, actually no, sorry, I take that back. If I'm on Zoom, I am now almost always going to have a background. Yeah. Do you use, and do you use the special features for like the touch-ups and all that kind of stuff? Those those. I haven't really mess with that i think there is some natural ones that i never you know adjusted i think i realized that the like last week that there's some like touch-ups on my face that i was like oh i didn't realize that box was checked yeah <laughs> but, like skin softening uh, or whatever yeah, yeah 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 for sure but but i i do enjoy it and that's one of the things i i like hold against it's a small thing but i hold against teams where you know make it somewhat fun like put be able to put something but instead all all teams has is to blur the background and that's fine but yeah you know not fun what about you i I don't regularly use the virtual background you know i I will use it every once in a while uh if i'm on a personal call or i I don't really use it a whole lot for work just because it's i mean you have to get the lighting right and and sure i me being a video guy like i don't like to see the the badly lit and all that type of stuff the you know green screen that didn't work and all that kind of stuff so it is kind of interesting though green screen brian yeah it is interesting that they do have the green screen option yeah i don't know that many people you know would go and get a green screen to do that for but it is interesting that they have that option so you know you could maybe be a, a weatherman pretty easily through zoom yeah that'd be pretty cool well my my last question just kind of related to you know what you're doing are you like are you wearing work attire for these calls or are you uh you pretty casual for for your video conferences yeah i i am i'm kind of halfway in between so you know traditionally i wouldn't wear jeans to work uh except for on you know like a casual friday type of thing but i would wear a polo and um you know that's kind of what i've started to use as my telecommuting look and then on fridays i'll wear just like a t-shirt so i i kind of dumb it down a little bit but i i read yeah. somewhere that you know you should really prepare and get ready to actually go to work and and kind of have this routine that you normally would have to go to work to kind of get you in the mindset of working from home and so i've really kind of taken that to heart and at least you know woken up at the same time every day you know go and shower and my routine is fairly normal and and then you know instead of throwing on maybe some slacks or some nicer pants and and shoes i'll just throw on some jeans and, and a polo yeah. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I, I definitely, I, I probably, I think I mentioned this in the past, past couple um, uh, calls and, and quest episodes we've had, but I, I definitely am shifted to wearing work clothes every day. And I'm probably the same attire I would be wearing at work. Now, that is, you know, business casual for the most part, but, but I, I haven't resorted to wearing hoodies every day and, you know, the sweatpants and all of that. I, you know, I, I don't judge people who do unless of course I will say this, I, I've had an interview with someone who, uh, you know, just wore 
you know, a hoodie and sweatpants. And I'm like, wait a second. Oh <laughs> yeah. You can't in... do that for an interview. Yeah. Like I understand this is a more casual time of, of our lives with working from home, but this is an interview. You got to dress up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, not good. That, that's, that's the one person time I, I like questioned it, but, uh, but yeah, whatever works for most people is I'm usually fine with, but I just decide to, to dress up for it or at least, treat it like a regular day i would be interested to know the productivity behind you know the differences between those two sets of people though that you know the people who just roll out of bed and throw on a hoodie and try to sit down and work versus you know people who actually got ready and and you know you even getting ready as if you were you know dressing for your normal work day yeah i would kind of be interested to know just from a, a factual standpoint I would feel like if you got ready, you'd be more productive, but, um, and, and have, you know, an easier time getting into the workflow, but who knows? So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, Alyssa made a comment to me the other day and was saying that like, I'm like one of the only people that is happy to put on jeans or like dress pants every day. Like when everybody else is like in comfort clothes and I'm like, I just feel better. Like, I feel yeah. like things are more normal this way. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, I, I so I, I, I would think that the people are a little bit more productive. We'll and, see. and then when you're you're done, you're able to, you know, get into the sweats and get into, you know, your more casual sure, yeah. clothes. And then you're done with work. And that's kind of your signifying right. thing as opposed to, like, you're still at home. And that's how I feel about it. And it's yeah. a little bit easier. So. Maybe maybe we're you know a little bit delusional about this thing, but um, you know I I feel like we're you know spot on. So I, we we have the right mindset. <laughs> maybe nobody else does. So let's <laughs> let's get into some delusional thinking. You really are crazy. All right, so this one is a little weird, a little out there, um, but this is delusional thinking. So why not? So. Would you rather have the ability to zoom in or video conference any celebrity or athlete you want whenever you want, or have the ability to zoom your eyesight? So actual like binocular level, you know, super zoom with perfect clarity once a day. Yeah. Okay. And it doesn't have to be the same athlete or celebrity, right? It can be whoever. No, nope, it can be it can be new people every day. And yep. is there a time limit on that? Well, it's kind of dictated by the celebrity, I would say. Mm. Like okay. you have, like you, it's kind of hard to describe. You may casually know them, or or they they feel comfortable. Like it's almost like an agreement that you're the one person that's able to connect with them, but they don't have to hang out with you if they don't want to. Um, you can kind of cut the conversation short. Yeah. And, and does this overlap into my real life? How so? Like, like if I'm zooming, if I'm zooming with LeBron James and I say, Hey, can you get me tickets to X, Y, and Z? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I would. It's it's still your re- regular life. You just have the ability to connect with celebrities and anybody. That, yeah, pretty much. Doesn't this seem too good to be true? Well, 
it it could it could feel that way but the thing is that you're the the key to this is you're not really buddy buddy with them like you can try to develop relationships but and and you'll probably be like pushed aside by most of them um, okay so so but, this is just saying like the like really i kind of have that ability right now if i knew their you know username or whatever i could technically yes. do that yes. right now is what you're saying yes there's really yes, except it's a little bit more personal because you're able to video chat versus like you tweeting at them or whatever like this is the ability to be you know and and they know like all of the people in the world all the celebrities and whatnot know that you have the ability to do this so they you know they may welcome it they they may not hmm yeah because you might get some some pissed off celebrities after a few yes. too many zoom calls for sure yeah hmm. well you know I, one thing and, and I, I will say this i will i will i will to make this a little bit more even i will say you have the ability to zoom your eyesight with perfect clarity whenever you want okay so that that way it's not once a day yeah. i thought that that was a pretty cool thing but so I wanted to limit it, but if it's it's also pretty cool to connect with some celebrities whenever you want. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, because whenever you, you want, I mean, yeah, that that's a problem. So so yeah, if you say if you say whenever you want for either of them, man, I think so. I'm a big plane guy. I like planes. I like watching planes. Yeah. And I love to watch planes fly. And I anytime a plane flies over i like look up at it so to be able to to like zoom in and like look at the plane in detail and like actually look at it or you know w look miles and miles away and and just zoom in as if i was standing right there that yeah. ability i think being able to do that at any point in time not just once a day any point in time i think i would have to go with that uh, like yeah, athletes yeah. and celebrities. Yeah, cool to be friends with them. E even to be friends with them, Zoom with them, would be cool. But and, and you'd probably get some benefits behind it in in terms of you know you could ask them for for help and tickets and just advice and whatever it might be. Um, you know, sure. maybe they need some videos done, and so I can help them out with that. But I would I, I gotta go with with being able to zoom in my eyesight and my eyesight having almost a superpower. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting thought because obviously like you said it's really cool to connect with these people and sure they may, you know, shun you but but you might develop really cool relationships with some of them and open up doors to so many other things um, you know, that that you might have otherwise had. I'm kind of with you though on this. I think the to be able to zoom your eyesight with now I I will say that you know i'm comparing this the closest comparison i have is to like binoculars and being able to like zoom in with well i mean i guess anything like a phone even a phone like if you're zooming in you may be like super zoomed in with your camera but like it's kind of like you have to keep pace with what you're looking at if that makes sense mm, yeah um, yeah difficult so difficult to focus it might be disorienting um, you know, if you're doing, if you're going in and out to like look at something, I think that's probably fine. But like 
if you're looking at planes, you might get sick easier that way. But I, I do think that there's, you know, despite that piece, I think that's a minimal risk that to consider to have this, what, like I, you said, like kind of a superpower. It's a mild, very mild superpower. But to be able to like zoom in and look at something from far away, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of a practical like use that you could help society with this power. But I mean, I guess you could be a lookout for something. Yeah. <laughs> You could be in the control tower for the planes. Sure. Yeah, there you go. That that would work. Um, Basically anything that somebody needs binoculars for. The yeah. Aviary uh, people. Oh, man. Just think of the sports. Like, you go into a sports sporting event. Oh, yeah. You're like, sit it doesn't matter the, where you sit. No, yeah. Sit in the, the nosebleeds. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, would it would it change your opinion at all if you could only do either of those once a day? Um, I think if there was a a guarantee that the celebrity on the other hand would answer and have you know a couple at least a couple words of dialogue back and forth, I would probably switch over to to the celebrity side. I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. If it was once a day and it was limited to once a day for both of those, yeah. I would rather have a which is so weird. Yeah, it's weird it is. To think of it that way. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather take my shot with with that than I just don't think I would use it as much as if it was once a day. Or I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna save my Zoom eyesight until later yep. today because I might need it. Yeah, yeah. I I think I I feel the same exact way. I mean, like I mean, this is a bad example here, but like we're in lockdown. I would walk outside. What would I do with it? All right, I'm gonna maybe look and see if I can see Mount Rainier. Cool, <laughs> like that was fun for a second. <laughs> now I'm gonna move on with my day. Whereas like a once one day you know celebrity call or once a day celebrity call, that's cool. But to but to have in your back pocket, that's the difference. To have in your back pocket when you need it, whenever you need it, um, to use that Zoom, you it might end up you know being incredibly helpful or you know really cool yeah in the moment yeah i'm with so, you i'm with you on both accounts wow yeah we agreed on two things in the delusional thinking we've been apart yeah. for so long that that we're agreeing too much yeah yeah this is this is wild but uh you know what i i'm okay with it i'm okay with it and uh i'm i'm excited you know, this was a good topic. Uh, I, I think a lot of our topics are, but this one very relevant and and surprisingly some cool stuff mixed within it. Um, hopefully, hopefully the listeners out there got some got some uh, new information to share with their coworkers as they talk about Zoom and Teams. Uh, you know, moving forward, but. Uh, but subscribe to us, you know, if you if you listen to us, we, we welcome the subscribe, the likes, you know, the follows on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, th- throw us a follow on Twitter at Quest for 100. Uh, uh, sorry, at The Quest for 100 on Facebook at Quest for 100 Podcasts and Instagram at Quest for 100 Podcasts. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, until next time on the Quest for 100. <laughs>